You use the exact same pot to make your breakfast as you do to make shoes. And welcome to another interlude of Rhythm Encounter, our second interlude in our new little feature that we've got going. And boy, have we got some good music to share, good recent music to share with you today. Um, I am joined, as always, with by my co-co-host, Mike Salvato. Hi, I'm Mike. Mike on the boards. And our music extraordinaire, where would we be without uh, Marcos Gaspar? Howdy there, Waldheimer on the boards. And I guess I should introduce myself too, right? I forgot about that. I'm Caitlin Argeros, Lane Cazarell on your board, on the boards, your boards. The only boards you need, right, are the, the RPG fan boards. Or We'll go with that. Uh, but as I mentioned, we've got some cool recent music to talk about. Some of it extremely recent, like in the last couple of weeks even. Uh, so starting us off, uh, we're going to be listening to TF-29 from Deus Ex Mankind Divided.
So uh, I really, I loved the original, um, not the original, but the previous Deus Ex soundtrack uh, by Michael McCann. And I was super happy to hear that he was coming back to do Mankind Divided. And uh, it's, I think, one of the, the best decisions that they could have made for the game because having that same composer and he, he's he doesn't change his style really at all it's the same kind of uh, uh, synth heavy atmospheric music having that musical background there uh, just really does a good job of connecting the two games together you know it's got a graphical upgrade you're in a different place things are ch- have changed for uh, for Adam Jensen but having that same kind of musical uh, sound in the back background really kind of it was like oh yeah this is Deus Ex I'm I'm playing Deus Ex and I'm I'm in familiar familiar territory here and TF29 was um, really stood out to me the first time I heard it um, it's the music that plays when you get to the headquarters of this task force that Adam works for and it's kind of cloak and dagger there. They're hidden in this underground complex beneath a, a shop, and you have to like, you go in the shop, and you have to go to what looks like a storage closet, and then there's a secret elevator that you ride down. It's all very kind of spy-like in how it's set up, but the piece itself is really, really kind of a pretty piece. I mean, still synth, you know, synth-heavy, kind of dark, but. It's got a really nice melody that I like, um, despite the fact that the game would always kind of bug out when I would get there and would cut the music off so I couldn't hear it half the time, and I was like, no! Uh, but it's because it's such a good piece. Yeah, I love the the main melody. It's, it's, a, it's a synth, it's not really any real instrument, but it's a cool kind of sound to it, especially... Uh, about a minute and a half or so into the track when it kind of starts doing its own little reverb effect, which is neato. And it's just, it's interesting. Uh, the arrangement itself is kind of different from what you hear in the game. It's a bit more intense. There's there's more drum work, uh, there's stronger bass line, kind of makes it a little bit more dramatic than what you hear in the game. I thought that was kind of a neat touch to have on the soundtrack to just make it a little bit more punchy and a bit different from... Uh, what you hear when you're playing the game itself. Didn't the first game have... um, I keep saying the first game. The previous game. Weren't there some tracks that were kind of dynamic depending on what was going on in the game? And then the soundtrack. Is that what this is too? Uh, Well, this track is... This this particular track is not because this is just an area theme that plays. Uh, Actually, I don't even know if you can get into combat. I think you can't use your weapons when you're in a uh, the task force headquarters but everywhere else in the game in both mankind divided and human revolution yeah you would have like a base uh ambience track and then a um uh a track that plays like when you're near enemies and things are getting a little tense and then finally a combat track and it could depending on what you're doing it could weave in all of those different layers into one which is really really cool, but also kind of a challenge for how do you make a soundtrack uh, representing all of those different layers. And this track doesn't really uh, represent that, but other tracks on the soundtrack do where it kind of, they did a really good job, I should think, of weaving those different layers in, in a way that makes it feel like a complete suite without making it sound like we're just looping Here's one loop, and then we're going to bring in the tension on top for a second loop, and then why don't you have a third loop with the combat? Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
I'm going to retread a little of what you said, just because I like what you said about it being a similar sound. Because I didn't... If I didn't know what this was going into it, I would have known it was from one of the Deus Ex games. And I agree that it's it's really... I'm really happy that they did that. Because it's very, I think, distinctive. The look of the, the last game, basically everything's orange. <laughs> but that look and this music, like, all of that goes together. And, uh... I didn't play Bravely Second, but I don't know if some of that was lost, not having the same music when they went to the second one. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I would wonder that too. Like, um, like there was this really cohesive package with the Deus Ex games, and they kind of kept all of that, the visuals, the sound, into the second one. And then in the Bravely games, they went with a different composer, so I think it kind of changed that dynamic a little bit. Not to rag on that game, but what I'm saying is I'm glad they did that with this one because I think that was a was a really good choice. Yeah, Marcos, go. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say like this is a really in- interesting track, and um, I I just thought it was you know it was, had beautiful ambience and very cinematic. So I, I thought this was gonna be like a building or like the headquarters theme because it had that um I, don't, I guess it had that like, melody line that I remember from the first game. Uh, and yeah, I I think that's why I liked about the the previous game that it had the uh, the different tracks it would play. I think what they do, um, and I, I could be told, totally wrong, and I wouldn't be surprised if they played all three tracks at the same time. And when something happens, they just mute one track or fade out one track, and then fade in the other track, so that they're all aligned, and they just uh, unmute mute uh, when they need to to keep that like cohesiveness uh, going on while in battle. Yeah, that would make sense because it it it's seamless how it happens. So, like they're all matched up. Each each layer is the exact same length of time, so they have to be matched up perfectly. Yeah, you hear that in Fire Emblem uh, Fates, or whether a Birthright Conquest, um, when you're fight like there's a map theme and then the battle theme that plays when you're you know in battle. Uh, it's like fade out, fade in, and it's very seamless and it goes together. And I figure that's what they're doing. That they have to take that kind of um. Uh, I guess look at or a special detail when doing things like that. So I think that's pretty cool, and this is a really cool track too. So that's a good mix. That's a good start. So speaking of games that were made by Square, our next pick is from another Square title. Uh, we are listening to World of Nine Woods Hills. That's kind of a mouthful uh, from World of Final Fantasy. So let's take a listen to that.
So World of Final Fantasy is a really interesting game, I think, from a lot of different perspectives. It's, you know, like, depending on what you see of it, you, you know, you see these chibi-looking characters and, oh, well, okay, we've got all the, the or most of the Final Fantasy games represented. There's a few egregious outliers. Mm -hmm. mm, Final Fantasy XII. Mm. Nine. Yeah, some of the... Some of the best and most controversial Final Fantasies, <laughs> yeah. res respectively. Um, but it's, I don't know, I mean, it's it's got all these different cool little things. The the, the battle system can be a lot of fun and, and can involve a lot of, uh, you know, uh, customization depending on how you wanted to uh, stack your characters, stuff like that. It's, it's cool having uh, the, the throwbacks, the cameos by all the characters, but... I actually wasn't terribly interested in playing this game until I heard the soundtrack because soundtrack is holy crap awesome. Um, this is by uh, Hama Uzu, the same guy who uh, composed Final Fantasy XIII, 13-2, did a fair chunk of Lightning Returns, um, may have also heard some of his stuff in Final Fantasy X, so he's been around the block with Final Fantasy, but I feel like he really kind of pulled out some of the all the stops with this game. There's a lot of good stuff, and he does a lot of good, interesting uh, arrangements of previous Final Fantasy music. This piece, um, World of Nine Woods Hills, still a tongue twister, is not uh, an arrangement, as far as I can tell it's original, but I picked it because I kind of wanted to feature a track that represented some of the, the elements from the rest of the soundtrack. There's a lot of catchy melodies and and fun, uh, uh, energetic beats throughout this soundtrack mixed in with sort of Hamuzu's signature kind of sound, which is, I, I, I have a hard time describing it, but the way I, I guess I would, I would talk about it is he always kind of goes in a different direction with his melodies and his chord progressions than what I'm used to hearing in a lot of other composers. Um, there's always just that, that shift that's a little bit unexpected. It's not... It's not discordant per se, but it's still kind of, it almost feels weird or different in a way. But it's also very cool, I think, in the way that he uses that and uses harmonies on top of that in order to create uh, this, this sort of soundscape. Um, so this is not the first game that's made me want to play it purely because of the music, but it is pr uh, the most recent game uh, in that long list of games I must play because their music is awesome. Yeah, the, the only bummer for me is that it unfortunately came out while I was in the middle of being uh, obsessed with Dragon Quest Builders and right before 15, so I still haven't played it. Um, so I think it's going to have to be a 2017 game for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. There's there's so much good stuff in the music here. It's four discs, right? The soundtrack? Yep. I believe so, yes. Yeah, I like this one. There's um, 
I don't know if it is the same. It, it's similar vocals to, um, I can't think of the track. There's some vocal track on 13 too that this reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I can't remember the name either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's one of like the uh, field overworld themes or something. But it's cool. It, it's really light and playful. Definitely fits this game. So, good choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's one thing that like I that came to mind, both being playful and a little innocent sounding. Um, and just the um, just uh, the image I'm getting when hearing this track is I, I have no context for this. So this is what I'm getting. And I could be completely off the mark, even though it says Wood Hills. I don't know what is more is it woody or hillier um i get this like the like this forested area with like trees shroud shrouding uh the characters above just casting a nice shade on everything very pretty track the only thing that and it, it's funny when i first heard the the little samples at the beginning i don't know if it was electric keyboard or whatever at first i saw it was like someone dialing a phone uh <laughs> like beep beep mm. And whatever in the beginning, and a little small electric guitar playing. Uh, I, I thought that was really uh, cool at the beginning. I really wish I knew stuff about like electronic instruments. But you know what was really interesting? It was you get this beautiful piece happening the whole time. Then when you hit three thirteen, you get this like little dissonance in the string, and I was really confused with that. It was like it's a really pretty track until you hit that little dissonance right there, and I'm like, wow, that's really ominous. I hope something doesn't like tragically happen to one of these characters. <laughs> oh wow! Because when you do that to your music, you're setting up one of your characters <laughs> for something bad. <laughs> uh, but no, I thought it was really cool, and this was actually one of the things I was looking forward to coming out. And uh, this came out on November second, uh, uh, so I was really excited uh, about this. But you want to know what else came out on November second, Caitlin? I think you know. Uh, our next track, our next, our next pick from our next soundtrack. Absolutely right. What would that be, Marcos? Please tell us. The Avalanche. Or, or, or actually, no. I'm sorry. Don't tell us, Marcos, because it's Mike's pick. So, Mike, please tell us. I was gonna wait and see how you guys pronounced it first, because I'm not sure yet. I think none of us are ever sure with this game, with this series. Yeah. Well, anyway, so our next pick is the Song of Hometown Departure from Atelier. It's either Ferris or Phyrus. After playing Final Fantasy XV and having a character who I thought would be called Iris pronounced Iris, I'm going to say Ferris. But I really don't know what they're going to end up calling it here. My guess would be Ferris too. I don't yeah. know why. But Fur Furries? I don't know. <laughs> Fur <laughs> Well, I mean, um, wasn't there a character in a previous Tilia game who had who had like a I don't know if it was a tail or she just had like a fake tail? No, I, it, no, wait, no. no. I'm pretty sure she had a real tail. Was it a real tail? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I, well, it was a tail of some sort, so maybe you know, furries isn't that far off the mark. Okay, we're gonna stop now and listen to this track. So let's listen to the song of hometown <laughs> departure from Atelier Virus.
we had a very interesting discussion over the break while we were listening to this track as to, you know, the age-old question of how the heck do you even pronounce this series? And we've come up with, there are several different ways, so I'm just going to keep calling it Atelier until I until I actually play the series and, and can speak otherwise, perhaps. Anyway, um, Song of Hometown Departure. This is kind of an interesting track because my first, my in very first, like, two-second-in impression was, this sounds like it actually is the hometown theme. But then I can hear as the track goes on how it kind of could be like a world map theme or the the start of an adventure uh, theme. But it's also kind of, it's a happy and upbeat, so it's not a sad departure. It's a, a hey, we're, we're going to have fun. We're going to go on a journey kind of departure, which can be very nice. I've, I've appreciated those in games where you're not setting off on a journey because something, because of, you know, grimdark happening, but because, hey, I want to go explore this big, beautiful world and harvest things to make, you know, alchemical reactions out of, I don't know where I'm going with this, but Bread. that's my, that's my understanding of the Atelier series is go out, get stuff and, you know, do alchemy. So... Yes, but alchemy basically makes everything. So if you want to make a loaf of bread, you don't cook it. You you brew it up in a pot. Mmm. Mmm. Yes. That sounds so delicious. Who doesn't like a you know a brewed loaf of bread? <laughs> Does that mean like you do like you brew up your clothes in a pot and you... oh yeah everything? You use the exact <laughs> same pot to make your breakfast as you do to make shoes. <laughs> Not very hygienic. The more I think about it. That's why my breakfast had that distinct odor, odeur de choux. <laughs> That's why my bread had cat hair in it. Oh. Oh, God, no. No, now you put the idea of making cat litter in the same pot that you cook your food in. Ugh. Okay, someone else talk about this track so I cannot think about that. Well, the cat litter's clean when you first make it. It's okay. It's just kind of sandy and gritty. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if this is the world map theme. I'm guessing maybe it is, because a lot of the games in the series have a similar, um, you know, let's go on an, an adventure kind of feel. So I, I end up picking those a lot when I pick something from the series. So I, uh, I didn't really want to do world map again, but I'm gonna just since I don't know that it is. That's why I went with this one. But yeah, there's a lot of interesting things going on in this track. It's very upbeat happy i like it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah um because it's so short and um i think it's a very short and sweet and you know i like the little accordion and pan flute playing i i feel like this is uh i don't know i, I get the impression that it's a cutscene uh music and judging from the name of the track it, it could be something like that like departure music but that's what i get i feel like um it's just uh going up uh, going on a, an adventure you're leaving, and everything's all happy in the beginning of a, an adventure, upbeat, and very lovely. I mean, who knows, maybe we'll hear this theme again uh, later in the game. Or maybe it, is, it will become, like, the theme of the game. Yeah, that pan flute kind of took me back a little bit. I haven't heard a pan flute like that in a while. But it was a good pan flute. It was a yeah. happy pan flute. Yeah, I assume it's a pan flute. Sounds like one, anyway. Well, there aren't any pamphlets in our last pick, I don't think, unless they're, like, stealthy 
pan flutes, but Marcos, you can maybe tell us what we're going to be listening to. Well, the next song we're listening to comes from the Nintendo 3DS Pokemon Sun and Moon Super Music Collection. And that track from disc 2, track 24, is Paniola Town, The Nighttime. Okay, well, let's take a listen to that then. Hey, welcome back. And yes, that was Paniola Town, uh, the night version uh, from the uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon soundtrack. And it's some real good stuff over here. What I chose this track very specifically uh, because it's I think this track uh, complements this game very well uh, in describing it as, you know, very unique, not really sounding like it belongs in Pokemon. Uh, like when I first heard this, I said, this cannot be from Pokemon. Then when I took a look into the uh, track list of Pokemon and YouTube, and when my my uh, soundtrack finally came in, I was like, my gosh, this is Pokemon. And this is amazing. How can that be? And I end up going through more of the soundtrack, and I end up really loving it. But the thing I really like about this track in particular is I do get that Wild Arms uh, feeling, being also a very relaxed track, because it's a... Uh, each town has like their own uh, night and day theme going with the Pokemon Sun and Moon thing. Uh, I believe if you have Pokemon Moon, you're going to be in more nighttime when you visit these places. And I personally like the nighttime themes better. That's why I chose the night uh, version of Paniola Town. Because you get this lovely harmonica in the beginning with whistling and this acoustic guitar. The uh, day version is a little bit more active. Uh, and it's actually funny because it actually reminds me of both Wild Arms and Dark Cloud, uh, too, with the way the strings work. However, um, focusing on Paniola Town Night, I really liked it. What about you guys? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was uh, It was very interesting. Like like you said, it's not what I expected to hear from a Pokemon game. Um, 
I actually, having just finished 15 recently, kind of reminded me of the uh, rest stop musics from 15, which kind of have a kind of a, a little bit more of a Western kind of uh, feel to them. And then, uh, Mike, I think you also, we you mentioned Wild Arms when we were talking about this before we, we, we started recording. Yeah, I mean, it's not just the whole whistling thing, but there is some some uh, instruments there that give me a Wild West, Wild Arms feel. Yeah. Especially the first game. Maybe the third one? I'm not sure. But it's it's definitely not what I expected in a Pokemon game. I was pretty surprised, too. So is the, is the rest of the soundtrack also surprising like that, Marcos? Yeah, you're going to find that when you listen to, like, other themes of, or other tracks of the, of this soundtrack, it's really impressive. Like, they really uh, went to town with this. And I think that's really interesting because this doesn't sound like a Pokemon soundtrack. And I, I personally said it to other people, and I think that's a great thing. Because now that you have this, like, unique way of, like, having music written for this game, that's not, like, a uh, very, uh... What's the best way to put Pokemon music? Uh, hectic, uh, crazy, uh, going all over the place. I mean, you've listened to previous Pokemon music. You know it's like, uh, and there are times of like beautiful music playing. Then like with uh, Pokemon XY, I feel like it, it's calmed down a bit, and I think that calmness and uh, you know going in a different direction is very interesting. And also, I for me, I think it's it was it's much needed, and I really love this soundtrack and it was very difficult to choose uh which track to go with but i thought you know i need to pick something that doesn't sound like it's from this sound from a pokemon game because that's the best way to describe this soundtrack it doesn't sound like a pokemon soundtrack and it's still wonderful and it's going to make you want to play the game well it kind of makes me want to play the game um on top of we've been talking about it uh among staff and it's it sounds like it's a really really good uh step forward uh, even for the Pokemon franchise. Not, not that they need to necessarily take a step forward, but that it's it's nice to see them sort of uh, mixing things up a little bit. Yeah, I, I knew that the, um, you know, the rest of the game, Sun and Moon, looked like they were going in a really different direction, and I think they needed that for a while. Not that I have anything against the Pokemon games, but I think everyone knows they're still kind of more or less this, a little bit more of the same thing each time. So I like that they went like really, really off somewhere different in terms of the setting, and uh, it's nice to see they're they're doing that with the music too. That they don't mind like, hey, let's like reinvent this a little bit now. Yeah, it's good stuff, and I think it's a good uh, sort of an atypical almost track for us to to end on. That it's kind of a somber Western feel to it, but that's what we like to do. We like to keep you guessing. We like to have different kinds of music for you to, to check out and maybe this will get some of you interested in a few of these games and have you check them out and listen to more of their music that's kind of our thing here but that's it for this episode uh, but we will have more of these interludes we'll have more full episodes coming up soon we did not we specifically did not include recent music from Final Fantasy 15 even though by the time this gets out the soundtrack will have been out and that's purely because when we record it 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 hadn't come out yet. It's it's so close right now, and I know several friends of mine that are salivating over it. Um, even a lucky few that I think already have it in their grabby hands. Yes. So, rest assured, um, there will be 
be lots of Final Fantasy 15 probably represented when we do our Music of the Year podcast extravaganza, which is coming up. So please look forward to that and other awesome music from the year 2016. As always, uh, please uh, like and uh, rate and review us on iTunes and subscribe if you're interested in hearing more from us. Um, Feel free to send us fan mail, uh, comments, questions, suggestions uh, at music at rpgfan.com. Chat with us on the boards. It's all good. We love talking about awesome RPG music. So do that. And for myself, for Mike and Marcos, thank you for listening as always. I mean, you've listened to previous Pokemon music. You know, it's like...